Welcome to another episode of Space Flicks, the podcast where we discuss a movie and decide whether it's worth the cost of beaming out to a lonely astronaut in the far reaches of space. And we're nearing the end of the year, and so our astronaut is waiting for some good stuff. Yeah, he's been he's been without content for a while. I know. We, he's been twiddling. We've his... mostly been saying no. And he like <laughs> keeps sending messages back, and he's like, there any good movies? <clears throat> I mean, realistically, Earth? realistically, given the bandwidth constraints, he's been probably the last batch from last year have only just been reaching him anyway, because we can only stream so much at a time. Right. Yeah, he's watching. He's hot on that uh, upgrade <laughs> tip. Yeah. Yeah. He's still <laughs> he's still enjoying that one. Yeah. So uh, this week today. We'll be talking about Ford v. Ferrari. Mm -hmm. I can say Ford versus Ferrari, right? I feel like it sounds ridiculous when I say v. Ferrari. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Um, do, you're, you've got it up on IMDb. You want to read the synopsis of this one? Mm -hmm. uh, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal <laughs> demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. Okay. So this is... Physics, Dan. Yeah, they're, they're battling fighting physics. physics. There's, there's no less at stake than the laws of the universe. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the latest from James Mangold. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know how to pronounce his name. Do you? I, you might say you mangled his <laughs> name. <laughs> Golden. Pure gold. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, is it like mango with an... Old at the end, or is it more like Mangold? Mangold. It's got to be one of those two. I feel like I'm pronouncing like Mango. It Mangold. Mangold. That's how I feel like you say it. Okay, well, it's the latest from this guy. We'll have him call, tell you what, James, when you hear this podcast, <laughs> uh -huh. call us up. Call us up, let us... Because we have well, no way of verifying the pronunciation of your name unless you call us directly. <clears throat> Moving and on. you have our contact information, mm -hmm. as does everyone else yes. in the industry. Our We're phone, very well connected. Mm -hmm. Our phone number is beep, 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 beep. All right. Uh, he's the guy who made um, 310 to Yuma, mm -hmm. uh, Walk the Line, mm -hmm. and Logan, mm -hmm. and surely several other things, but mm -hmm. those are the kind of... Those More are recent. his... his uh, well, they might be his most recent. They're also kind of just, I'm assuming, his top-tier work. Girl Interrupted, Kate oh, and Lee. he did Identity, that's right. Kate and Leopold, Copland. We're looking at his filmography. Night and Day. I totally day. forgot. Did you see our Identity? Mother's, our mother's favorite movie, Night and Day. Oh, he did Night and Day. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, I have. I've, I've heard it's good. Mom's made me watch it. Is yes. it. Was it not good? It was fine. I'm sure it was Tom good. Cruise and Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz yeah. riding motorcycles kind and stuff. Kind of at the height of their... Well, kind of at the height of... I feel like Cameron Diaz is still a big name, but she's not, like, in lots of movies anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's charming. Your movie stars being charming <coughs> and doing action stuff. Okay, so it's by him, starring Christian Bale, Matt Damon, um, Tracy Letts. <laughs> yeah. I think Bale and Damon are the main ones. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, based on a true story, clearly, based yep. on an actual... Real uh, events. Yeah, real events of, of Ford getting into the racing game, going up against Ferrari. But I, so I am a big James Mangold fan, I think especially since Logan, but mm -hmm. I really like 310 to Yuma, I really liked Walk the Line. Mm -hmm. um, Logan is probably my favorite of his films. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking forward to that. I heard Christian Bale gave a great performance, so I was looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. 
One thing that I am really happy about and was not hard for me to achieve, to achieve cause I just, neither of us follows racing at all mm-hmm. is I, I had no, I knew it was a, like a true story, but I think I asked you even before we went in, I was like, do you even know what happened? Like did Ford beat Ferrari mm-hmm. in this, you know, big thing they did back in the sixties. And I think neither of us knew. Nope. So, so that was fun for me going in. I was like, I honestly, I don't know. This is probably a famous thing that anybody who's into racing knows the outcome of this. Right. But, um, but going in, I wasn't sure. So I went in pretty excited. I was like, this is an exciting enough true event that they made a movie about it, but I don't know the outcome, which is unusual. Yeah. Um, and it's by a filmmaker I really like and, you know, starring some pretty top notch actors that I have a lot of respect for. Yep. So I was expecting a good time. Uh, but because I didn't know how it would turn out, I really, I really had no idea whether it was going to be like a really sad, you know, disappointing ending. Right. Uh, or, or a really, um, you know, or really like satisfying ending. Uh, so I was looking forward to it and I would say, uh, I had a great time with it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, this is the type of movie that in your in my head, uh, I feel like this is what a Hollywood movie is or should yeah. be. Right? Is like you got some movie mm. stars. And by which you mean should have no women in it. <laughs> <laughs> I should mean, star white it, men. No, I mean it should that's be that's what Adam is saying. It should be movie stars being charming, mm-hmm. right? With um really exciting set pieces right and like big feelings right yeah the the racing scenes in this movie are like are like we're like good boxing scenes from boxing movies i feel right yeah yeah um yep i I agree and so like i because in some ways all i want are is for matt damon and christian bale to just be debonair and charming and witty and like have good sort of rat-a-tat like repartee Mm-hmm. with one another and drive fast cars and like for there to be like loud pop songs or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm, I'm a simple man with simple needs, right? Some of the time. Big stars being charming. Isn't that basically what once upon a time in Hollywood was? Uh, less put it this way. I would say like oceans 11 is like the epitome of like big stars being charming. Okay. Right. And once upon a time in Hollywood is in some ways like subverting mm. these big stars. Right. Because, like, um, the Leonardo DiCaprio character is uh, not particularly... Is a nervous wreck. Yeah, he's kind of a nervous wreck, and the Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt character really doesn't say or talk much, right? Um, And has some problematic, like, aspects to his character as far as, you know, the wife murder thing, Mm -hmm. right? Problematic. Um, And so I want, like, and so I wanted something, like, relatively uncomplicated. Now, don't get me wrong, like, we both quite liked Once Upon a Time in... Hollywood. Yeah. But like, I want it, I, just the way this movie was marketed and sort of the subject matter, I was like, I want an uncomplicated night at the movies. And that's, right? and that's what your expectation was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that how you felt? Did, did it, it deliver on those? It was a little more complicated okay. than I expected it to be. <laughs> a little, this is getting a little bit complex for me. Right. <laughs> You're losing me here. I don't understand what's happening. It was just see you like, like like slowly bringing popcorn to your mouth, be like, watch it, movie. <laughs> right. These these characters have a little bit more three dimensions mm-hmm. to them than I'd like to see. Right. Well, it's like, for example, I can sort of in an uncomplicated way enjoy a movie like Remember the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like in 
90 minutes, we're going to like solve <laughs> racism and listen to some pop jams, and we're going to win some football games, right? And it's sort of like, great, nailed it, right? Mm-hmm. And Denzel's going to be fantastic, right? I was sort of like, this is going to be like that, right? Where we're just going to like, we're America's just going to win, mm-hmm. <laughs> and our heroes are going to be people like Christian Bale. What was this movie rated? I don't even remember. PG-13, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so in that regard, like, I don't know why I expected something different. It's not like James Mangold has made, like, you know, unsoph- emotionally sort of, like, crude movies. He's made actually quite sophisticated movies, I feel like, emotionally and tonally. So I don't know yeah. why I expected this to be simple. But they're still, they might they might be sophisticated. I wouldn't dispute that language. But they're still kind of straightforward, right? Like Perhaps. he doesn't. I feel like the arc that Logan goes on in Logan, for example, is mm-hmm. quite, you know, um, like an interesting, nuanced journey, right? Like I don't feel like he like he yeah. has an uncomplicated relationship to the girl or Professor Xavier or to you know what I mean. I feel like he yeah or himself for that matter, right? Um, Three Ten to Yuma, I think, is quite delightful for its like moral shadings, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, so at any rate, like, uh, I expected a great time at the movies. I, f- I did get that. Right. But it wasn't sort of just like, and it's great because we won. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't as simple as that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into more of that, uh, shortly. Okay. Let's blaze right ahead to, uh, box office, I think. Yeah. Okay. How do you think a movie did? Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Give me this. I'm assuming this movie opened wide. Yes. Okay. Uh, as opposed to my last guess where I was up, <laughs> off by an order of magnitude. Yeah, but it was because the movie started in like five theaters. Yeah. But let's just say in that that's, let's say that was the reason as opposed to my terrible estimating skills. No, this was a wide release. This was a big. Like think, thousands of screens. <clears throat> yeah. Right? And, and some interesting backdrop for this. Um, this was a Fox mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. that was, you know, largely produced all before the Disney acquisition. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, this is really not, this doesn't, you know, affect the performance of this movie, but just as an interesting fact, I know that after the acquisition closed, the next batch of movies that sort of Disney distributed that mm-hmm. Fox had made were all just like total duds. Yeah. I think starting with the X-Men movie over yeah, the summer. Dark Phoenix, yeah. And to the point that I think it was like affecting Disney's like stock price. Yeah. And on their earnings call, Bob Iger was like... Yeah, these Fox movies, <laughs> they're not performing like we kind of had hoped. Right. What did um, we buy? But yeah. but I think it was like he said, but we got some good ones coming up, you know, like uh, Ford Ford v. Ferrari. And mm-hmm. I think he like specifically named this one as one mm-hmm. that they were like optimistic for. Yeah, yeah. That it might actually do decent. Right. So um, I think I just think that's funny yeah. that they bought this studio and then released a bunch of movies they made and they all did terribly. But then this one came out, so well, but wh- you, how do you think this one But did? you launched Disney Plus, right? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, and you got every episode of The Simpsons. Okay, so how do I think this movie did in its opening weekend? I'm going to guess it made $70 million in its opening weekend. That's way too high. It's way too high, yeah. $35 million. Much closer. Okay. I think it's 30 0.5 million. How much maybe? did it cost to make? I don't know, but I think it was considered a pretty solid opening. 
Really? I think, okay. I think 70 million for a movie like this is just really high. I think... Um, In my head, it needs to get to like $200 million. No, no, no. Surely not. I mean, it's. I mean, it would have been the stars, you know, whatever Christian Bale and Matt Damon cost, but I don't think it was probably a huge budget movie. Really? To crash like a bajillion cars? You like, gotta, you gotta think of who is the. This is like an adult movie. Yeah. I feel like this is more like, um, you know, I, it's nothing like this movie. So I don't know. How I'm gonna say it, but just for some reason, the first one that popped into my head is Arrival. Ooh. You know, when that movie came out. Yeah. Like, they're movies that are targeting a certain demographic. It's not young people. It's not, like, Four Quadrant. Right. It's, I think it's... Uh, this is a movie for the old. It's, like, 30... It's for 30-year-olds, you know, and, and above, and, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think for that, whatever... I don't know what this movie costs to make, but I think it's clearly targeting that group, which means it must have cost an amount that would have been within... The parameters of making a movie like that. Yeah. So I'm guessing. I bet the budget was like forty to fifty million. Okay. And it made thirty some million its opening weekend. It'll make its money back for yeah, sure. That yeah, that would be yeah, my yeah. guess. Okay. I thought it was a much bigger movie. Look it up later. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> you know what? We can look it up. Now. I mean, like, Ford well, I mean, Ferrari. You know, I mean, like, me put it this way, like that. If I think budget. everything you said has to be right, because if that is how much the movie made in its opening weekend, and everybody feels like it's a success. Then there's no way that this movie needs to clear two hundred million dollars, right? No, for no. it to be successful. I was I was way off though. The budget was closer to a hundred million. But okay. I think I think even so, so there's a few things. Opening of thirty million, that's like a third, almost a third of your budget, which released at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, like a ton of people are gonna see that movie like this week, probably. Thanksgiving possi- week. P- possibly. I think Leading up to the winter holidays is where you've cleared the summer mm-hmm. schedule, so you don't have like this intense competition with all the other summer movies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, late granted, it's late uh, November, so it still has all the December movies to contend with. But mm-hmm. um, I think there's a good chance this movie will still be in theaters like in January. Yeah, that's fair. And and then it's going to be you know yeah cleaning the floor. I with, can. Ju- like we just I just look, you know, we're going to see a movie tonight and like if you look at the the slate of movies that are in theaters mm-hmm. and you're with your family mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, it's Friday after Thanksgiving and we're like right. what are we all going to go do? Yeah. Right? Like and this is Ford totally v, like a family. Ford v Ferrari is like a very good choice. Yeah, if you right? if you have an older family like where maybe it's like teenagers and older. Yeah. They would totally see a movie like this. Yeah, and it's So, like, basically, yeah. I think it's going to make probably a good multiple of its opening weekend. Yep. And that's just domestically, yep. right? Yep. So, I think it's doing solid numbers. Yep. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, so, it's doing solid numbers. Let's move right along to uh, themes of the movie. What are the themes? I think there's one major theme. What is it? I think it's like... I think it's like individual geniuses slash like artistic, mm-hmm. creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, how they can exist and thrive in a world that is bankrolled by giant greedy corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a movie about sort of exi- like surviving in that world. I think Matt Damon's character I think Matt Damon and Christian Bale are both sort of, they like are artists, mm-hmm. 
you know, figuratively speaking, sort of in, in the, in the view of this movie, mm-hmm. they're sort of artists and Matt Damon is good at being an artist and kind of like capitalizing in a, on in a system. Yeah. yeah and like operating within the rules of the corporate system. Yeah. And Christian Bale is kind of that other kind of artist who's mm-hmm. just like, he's not meant for that world, right. you know? And like, if he can, if he can thrive, it's going to be thanks to someone like Matt Damon, mm-hmm. right? Who kind of recognizes him and can, and can sort of force him, mm-hmm. force his work to get recognized the right. way it should be. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I, you know, I feel like that is so it, it, it feels very universal in this world that they're, yep. they're kind of, it's kind of like there are these perpendicular sets of skills. One is just the pure art, you know, your skill as an artist and what, and the other is how do you navigate this system that is, does not value artists just for being artists. Right. Um, you have to have this, you have to be able to speak this other language, which Matt Damon's character, Shelby, Mm-hmm. speaks very competently yep. in this movie. Yep. And Christian Bale is just like that's, you know, I can't be bothered with right. that. And if yeah. and if I and if I have to be poor and b- broke, mm-hmm. you know, so be it, right? Well, and yeah, there's an interesting uh <clears throat> conversation that he has with his uh, wife, uh what's Ken Miles's wife's character's name? Molly, earlier in the film, the where, one female character I think in yeah. the whole movie. Mhm. Oscar contender. <laughs> um <laughs> Where uh, should be a new award just for like for the, tolerating the female, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, where his garage gets uh, basically impounded by the IRS, and he uh, has no sort of professional prospects, and so he says to her, "He's like, I think I should get a job," and she's like, "But you're a driver and you're a mechanic, and mm-hmm. that's what you love and that's what you can do." And he's like, "Yeah, but it doesn't put food on the table, right? Like, I need to." go get some other kind of day job. Yeah. And the implication is, um, I cannot conceive of a way to monetize my talent. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go do something else. Right. And it's like, he's excellent. He's world-class at driving and at being a mechanic. And Mm -hmm. he cannot imagine a scenario where he can yeah. actually make money doing that. Well, right? I, I think you could read it that way or... Because I don't think the movie really addresses this head on. Um, but I think it's either that he can't conceive of a way or he knows how it gets done, but he views that as, like, beneath him. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, he has tried mm-hmm. to monetize his talent, mm-hmm. right? And he's like... Yeah, this ain't working out, right? Yeah, like, but he's never tried, like, um, for example, there's a guy, there's, like, an inspector who, early in the movie, who comes by and, like, says his car doesn't pass muster or whatever. yeah. And, and he, and in that moment, if he was, like, making an earnest attempt to mm-hmm. sort of, like, turn his art into a, into a, a his business. livelihood, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he would know that he needs to kind of, like, schmooze with that guy a little bit right but instead he just chooses to be incredibly antagonistic to him right um so i i view it as you know there's a lot of artists who sort of like would view any anything like that as selling out and sort of losing their integrity right right? so he seems like a really pure artist who's like yeah i only do this the way i want to do it and i don't make compromises yeah and i think that's sort of what i'm driving at is like i yes it's not like he cannot conceive like his brain can conceive of where his behavior changes and 
You're uh, saying it's just not something he's open. He's to. not considering it at all, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm sort of driving. At. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the other big theme that seems to me to be one that the movie is interested in. I th- I think you're exactly right that like the main contract of the film and the main sort of theme that it's exploring is the one you describe. And I think within that. It's thinking about like this life of an artist, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like the movie is very interested in like limits or like pushing your limits or or what happens when you uh, yeah. surpass them, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like that's actually what it feels like the Matt Damon character and the Christian Bale character and the Ray McKinnon character, like who's one of the chief mechanics on the team, like are all interested in like how hard can we push this? Mm-hmm. Like how hard can we push our bodies? How hard can we push this car? Right. Um, and yep. they want to see if they can just go a little bit faster, right? Yep. Yep. Um, run a little bit hotter than they ever have before. The and constraints it, that others are putting in front of them, they want to exceed them. Well, yes, they want to exceed those constraints that like the corporation puts on them. They want to p- exceed the limits that the car puts on them. That mm-hmm. you know, as the description of the uh, by Fox, the laws, the, of, the physics. laws of physics, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and it just seems they that's part of the f- thrill for them is they will never be done, right? Mm-hmm. Because even in in the race, like in Le Mans, 24 Hours of Le Mans, he sets a record for the fastest lap and then beats that record mm-hmm. within that same race, Yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's sort of like, great, that's a new milestone, let's beat that milestone, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and so that to me is like within sort of these constraints of a corporation trying to like keep a man down, right? The, the purpose of what they're trying to do is top the last thing that they've done, right? Yep, yep. Um, let's say we're going to, I think we, we might have spoiled a few minor things, but let's uh, give the spoiler warning now. Yeah. Say we're going to... We are going to talk about Ford v. Ferrari in excruciating detail. <laughs> You're going to just want to turn it off. Right. Just because of how much detail we're going into. Yeah, mostly piston talk um, from now on. No, so uh, we covered the themes um let's just get into like best parts of the movie i think uh so but before we do that i gotta say i didn't even know about this race like it kind of blew my mind that there's a 24 hour race did you know about this i I feel like i'd literally heard the name of the race Uh and that was basically the extent of what i knew about it so you also didn't know there was a 24 hour like if you asked me how long like to take another sport as an example if you asked me how long is the Tour de France, mm-hmm. right? I'd be like, I, I, I don't know, a couple of days? Like, uh-huh. I have no idea how long that race is, uh-huh. right? And if somebody made a movie about it and we're like, it's actually two weeks long, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I, I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I, so this is another one where it's like, it's just an exotic European thing, yeah. right? Yeah. That, like, is not part of any of the sports that I follow very closely, and so it's like, it's just it's just a thing out there. Like it's like a yeah. yacht, it's like a yeah. yachting event. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know how those work. Yeah. Well, no, so same except that I still it's like I didn't know anything about it, but I was still surprised that it's 24 hours because I just never knew that was even within the realm of possibility of, mm-hmm. you know, a, racing a car for 24 hours. Yeah. Um and of course at first when I heard that I was like, wow, you, so it's like as much an endurance test as anything else. But, yeah. but no, it's not a single driver driving for 24 hours. Cause, right. that, cause that would almost certainly be like guaranteed fatal for everyone. Yeah. Involved. Being awake for 24 hours is not recommended. Not say, especially when you're driving a car at, at, at 218 yeah. miles an hour. Um, 
But so they do it in shifts. So we learn that in the movie. Although we never really learn the full mechanics of the race. Um, like I'm assuming it's 24 hours. So that's kind of fixed. So it's like whoever has gone the farthest in 24 hours or something. I think there's a number of laps. If, oh, okay. If there's a number of laps, then it's then 24 hours is more like an approximation because the faster you go, obviously the faster you'll finish. Right. Because they can't like they had to cross the finish line. Yeah. Right. But it just seems weird if it, if you call it 24 hours, if you do it even one twenty fourth on average faster than the previous record holder, you should do it in 23 hours. Right? Sure. Yeah. I, I know. It seems like there was no emphasis on the clock. Yeah. There was no emphasis on like what time is it? Right. Yeah, but they also didn't count. They they weren't like he's on lap number twenty six. You know. Right. So anyway, so this is all to say, the mechanics of it were not really explained in detail. Nor were they, you know, particularly important for your understanding. No, no, of the not movie. critical. No. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we you mentioned earlier that it has like exciting scenes, like like your mm-hmm. classic Hollywood film, and I compared them to boxing scenes. I think. Just because, for me, I never watch boxing. I'm not into boxing. Mm-hmm. But something about, like, Rocky movies or, you know, like, Creed, which I don't know if you saw Creed. I didn't. But they had, or even, like, Cinderella Man, mm-hmm. movies with boxing in them, or, like, Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. I think there's, uh, I think there's, like, something really exciting. Like, I can get into it when yeah. it's filmed well. Yeah. You know, and you can just sort of see when the match is turning. You can see when the when the hero is, like... Uh, is like coming back from from maybe they were you know pinned to the corner or whatever and then they get in a good blow and then they kind of turn things around and it's just really thrilling and um so i've always admired like when a boxing movie can kind of get me into boxing because i'm like i don't even like i never watch boxing so for me to get into it in the movie means they're just filming it in such a way that it really conveys all this excitement right and that's how i felt about the racing in this movie where i'm like i wouldn't if somebody invited me to go see the Daytona 500 or whatever it is, yeah. I'd be like, I don't know, you know, right. is it free? <laughs> right, right. Will you give me snacks? You know, yeah. like I wouldn't be interested in watching the cars driving around the racetrack. Yeah. But this film, there's like really exciting moments where he's right. like passing somebody, you know, and, and, and you're like into it. Yeah. Or at least I was. Yeah. So, well, I think yeah. the, even at one point, uh, is it Matt Damon's character at one point sort of describes, um, like it's not just like, you know, four hours of left turns, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, which is sort of like how I think right. about which racing. Is how going in, you'd be like, I don't see how exciting this could possibly be because it's just, just a car turning a bunch of times, right. same track over and over. Right. Um, which one thing I I liked that the way this movie set something up was, um, I thought it was a smart scene was when Christian Bale's son asks him to explain talk, the, explain race. the yeah. map. And he kind of explains, like, here's all the things you have to do if you're going to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a smart choice because, especially for people who aren't into, you know, racing and certainly don't know the ins and outs of this particular racetrack, then during the actual race, you can sort of see him pulling off those, you know, yeah. every time he hits those sort of landmarks, you're like, yeah. oh, this is where he's supposed to do that thing, right. you know? Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, one of the highlights of the film was just how exciting, how unexpectedly for me, exciting the race scenes were. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought the film did a great job, and we talked about this right after we saw the movie, like, of making it, of boiling the race down to extremely simple ideas, like, you know, a handful of extremely simple ideas. Yeah. It's like, 
we know how f- we know what a fast car we know how fast these cars can go mm-hmm. like we know what top speeds are important we know how many rpms like the car can reasonably handle for any amount of time and anything above that is not safe yeah. right we know that there's like a brake failure risk at all times they right? teased us that there would be a huge problem with the door which i remember. i was so scared yeah. about that <laughs> you actually gra- I you grabbed, grabbed me, and you were like, he's not going to be able to get out. <laughs> I legitimately thought that was going to happen. I, I, it turns out that's just a factual thing that Just happened. he couldn't get the door closed. It, like, the in the very lap. beginning, yeah, his yeah. door was not working. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think, like, those are the... Oh, and then um, the replaceable brakes. Brakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There's not that many things you know, that the car... You know, and you have to get out. Yeah. Like you have to get out of the car when it crashes, right? Like <laughs> like these are just the simple things that the re- that the movie takes ex- you know very a lot of care to make sure that you understand these five things. If you understand these five things, you're going to have a fun time watching this race, mm-hmm. right? Um and so I just felt like uh it didn't require that you understand all the mechanics of the race and the history of it and exactly how one wins. It's just like, right. just know these five things and sit back and relax. Yeah. Right. I think it also, it, it, something that the movie's really economical, but effective in explaining is like part of what makes Christian Bale's character, Ken miles. So special is it's almost like in the way that experienced, um, horse, like horseback riders. What's the equestrian jockeys, jockeys, um, like can form a bond with the animal, sure, you know, where yep. they sort of like know, uh, it's like he knows these cars. Well, he like built every piece of it. Right. Right. But even before, but even cars he didn't build, right. it seems like he has this like deep understanding of a car that he's driving more yeah. so, more so than most people to the point where, um, and I think that, that, uh, that influences some of the things that happen in the movie because it's like he, he, there's a line where he even says, like, I can feel mm-hmm. when, like, when you're approaching the limit, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know where the limit is mm-hmm. and you want to be, like, right there but not quite exceed it. Mm-hmm. And so that comes into play, like, later in the movie in some of the in some of the big race scenes, um, you know, the Ford people are like, don't push it past this limit. And, mm-hmm. and he uh, there's, like, just this really quick line where he, like, is saying to Damon or to, to Shelby, he's like, I can push it harder. I can feel it. Right. I can feel it, you know? And then that actually tur- turns out to be pivotal in that particular race. Cause yeah. he's like not in first place. Yeah. And they're like, he's not going to make it. And Damon's like, you know, go for it. He like yeah. holds up a sign. That's like drive what, like hell or something. Yeah. Like something that. like that. And, um, or he says like 77,000 plus or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. And then, and uh, Miles is just like, all right, yeah. I'm going to do it. Because, you know, the basically the premise is like he could f- tell that right. he would be able to do that and yeah. the car wouldn't yeah. wouldn't buckle. Which is sort of an amazing concept. Like, so, for example, if you put me behind the wheel of that car, right, <laughs> I would come nowhere close to realizing the potential <clears throat> of that vehicle, mm-hmm. right? It'd be me, like, taking this thing at 30 miles an hour and be, like, slow and steady, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's amazing that this character is such an accomplished driver. The question is never, like, can he handle it? The question is always, can the car handle him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because um, he can get the car to do whatever he wants, 
like he's got enough talent so long as the car can handle it, mm-hmm. right? And so it's pretty unusual that that is like what's happening in a sports movie. It's very rarely like, will his equipment fail him? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But it's like he at one point even says like, if you're gonna push something like a machine, like as hard as it can be pushed, right? You have you are responsible for no. It can't tell you when it's mm-hmm. gonna break, right? Mm-hmm. Like. you have to know. And so that was a really different like sort of angle for a sports movie because it's never like, um, like Molly's game, for example, right? Like at one point in Molly's game, uh, her ski catches like a twig Mm -hmm. and like the whole, and her equipment betrays her. Right. That's the thing that happens, right? And it's like, um, his argument in this movie is like, well, you're responsible for your equipment. Like, that's what makes you great. Like mm-hmm. we all can drive these cars really fast. It's a matter of like how, like us being able to know exactly how hard to push them. And that's precisely spoiler alert. Like how he wins mm-hmm. is by he knows that he can push his car a little bit harder, and the Ferrari driver doesn't. Yeah. Right. And the Ferrari driver pushes his vehicle just too hard, and blows some gasket or whatever. I mean, I feel like right? that's the true Ford versus Ferrari scene yeah. right there, is that the Ford car can take being pushed a little harder for a little bit longer, right. basically, than the Ferrari car can. Yep. Um, let's talk about the title real quick, because uh, I've actually heard a complaint about this movie mm-hmm. that... Uh, how close do we... Okay, we need to wrap minutes, up, yeah. actually. Uh, then I'll be real quick. I've just heard a complaint that like the title Ford versus Ferrari is like misleading because it's not really about Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I totally agree that it's not about Ford versus Ferrari, but I have no problem with that being the title. Right. What do you think? Um, I don't have a problem with being the title. It got it, like I think it sells tickets, and I think it makes it a very. I think it simplifies what the movie is about for somebody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Even though it, I think it is like probably a misdirect. Yeah, but I think I kind of, I think I kind of love it. Like in the same way that you have titles where sometimes you think the title means one thing, and then you see the movie and you're like, oh, but like what it was really referring to was this, you know? I feel like with Ford v Ferrari, it's sort of like you go in thinking, oh, it's going to be the the characters I'm going to be most caring about are like Ford and Ferrari, and I'm going to be rooting for Ford. Right. Then you see the movie, you're like, I wasn't rooting for Ford at all. They're they're this like heartless corporation. They're kind of the bad guy. I'm rooting for Shelby and Miles. Yeah. But then, like, coming out, I'm like, I feel like what Ford v. Ferrari really means is, like, corporate greed versus artist. Because Ferrari mm-hmm. yeah. represents that's right the artist's mentality, and Ford yeah. tries to... So, and, and, and really, at the end, probably the most satisfying part of, of rooting for Miles is when you see Ferrari nod at him. And he gets, yep. Yeah, and he gets Ferrari's recognition. Yep. And it's like, all right, that's what matters. And, and I get another artist to acknowledge my greatness. And I'm not yeah. sure if this is if the movie's uh, trying to do this explicitly, but like it's telling that Miles's eyes drift to Ferrari, right? Yeah, because there's lots of opinions in that <clears throat> arena that he doesn't care about, and that yeah. race, that he doesn't care. He's about. only he's really only mildly pissed that he doesn't win. Right, because he knows, because he knows he kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, like the the people who care about or who are paying attention to what he was doing. Right, it's like he clearly won. Well, and he also knows he slowed down for Ford to get a photo. And he also knows that Ferrari knows. Mm-hmm. Right, like yep. he knows that Ferrari knows that if if were it not for him, 
Yeah. That Ferrari would have won Le Mans that year. Yeah, and right? in, it's like in Ferrari's mind, Ford didn't beat me. Ken Miles beat me. Right. Right. Yep. yep. Ken Miles beat my guy. Right. And, you know, props to him, basically. Right. Exactly. Respect. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we we skipped kind of like the comparisons, and we skipped fix the movie. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of fix the movie things. Um, anyway. Well, it's it's also difficult when it's based on real events because right. it's sort of like. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, I would have gotten rid of the door thing. <laughs> right, but that uh, happened though. Yeah, it's like an interesting thing. That um, just a yeah, quick. Um, there were a f- there were a few too many supporting characters in mm. my estimation, mm. and I get that these were probably real people or composites of real people, but like, yeah. um, like there's just enough people like in the Ford group that I was like, we don't need this many suits, do we? Mm. Right, mm. like. Um, and similarly, like within the race crew, there's like a handful of people in the race crew and it's just sort of like, I don't know. I have no relationship with like this young kid, for example. Okay. Right. So you would have streamlined it a little bit. I would have maybe, but it's also like, or like, even if you've got five people, for example, like give the third guy more to do and the fourth and fifth guy less to do. I mm-hmm. felt like it was a little bit too distributed and I oh, like didn't didn't have as much a relationship with guys three through five. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's like that's a nitpicky thing. Sure. Right. Um and at the end of the day, this is really about you know just Shelby and Miles. Yeah. It's really about Shelby and Miles and then like Henry Ford the second mm-hmm. and Josh Lucas's character Leo Beebe. Yeah. Right? Like that's largely BB being a really annoying, <laughs> right? And Ferrari, like that's it's yep, it's yep. about these few people, right? It's yep. not about seven or eight people. It's about like these four or five guys, right? Okay, guys being the operative word. Would you beam it up? Are we beaming it up? I should say. Yeah. I say let's do it. Let's beam it up. Let's live. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> let's. Let's embrace the message of this movie and just push push our bandwidth <laughs> even farther than. <laughs> yeah, what if we push the higher than seven? 000. What if we push the be the beam it up button so hard, <laughs> and um, maybe we maybe that three G in space becomes three and a half G. That's right, three point six G. Let's beam it up. Let's do it. Good I think I think we've established that this has kind of been a not an awesome year for movies. Yeah, I think that is part of it. To be, if we're being honest, like in a in a year with a stronger uh, sort of set of competition, yeah. maybe I could totally see not beaming this movie up. Right. But I feel like it has been kind of slim pickings, and this is sort of this is a really solid movie, and yeah. uh, and I think we owe it to our astronaut who's been waiting for some good content. This is some good content. We should send it to him. It is some good. Co- he'll he'll enjoy a day at the races. Yep. All right. Let's All do right. it. That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Dan. I'm Adam. Goodbye.